Welcome, one and all, to the mystical world of Felbar. Adventures abound throughout this realm, and we appreciate the opportunity to regale you with some stories from these trails. These accounts are all based on actual RPG experiences that occurred within Adventures in Felbar. Some of these tales may be for mature audiences, while others may be for very immature audiences. We now present the sage Mikas Tumo from Tamel, also known as the Bard of Felbar. Welcome to session Fartook-122. Last time on the Bard's podcast, the party was passing by the port city of Smoltz when they were attacked by a Minotaur raiding fleet. The tide was turned when the commander of the group opened a Volute scroll and succumbed to its powerful magic. A quick-thinking Lady Irena convinced the charmed admiral to attack his own fleet. The magic took over the Minotaur's ability to resist, and he did as he was commanded. After defeating the other two ships, the captain's census had returned, and he sought revenge on the party and their ship, the Folly. As the mighty vessel bore down on the group, Cabe, who had been washed overboard earlier, returned to the ship. The Minotaur vessel exploded, and the bard informed the party that they had had too much oil and ale in their hold, and he had started a fire. With the threat eliminated, the group landed at the docks of Smoltz to a hero's welcome. We rejoined them a few days later, as they prepared to leave the still-fractured city. The group admired the jeweled necklaces given to them by the mayor of Smoltz and thanked him for the accolades. They attempted to be modest, but the people were too overwhelmed by their heroic actions taken to ta save the city. The folly was fully loaded with gifts and supplies from the population. Sister Elaine attempted to convince the people to give the gifts to those displaced by the attacks, but it was a foregone deal. One last thing, our friends. We wish to make a statue to commemorate your historic victory. Do you have a name of your company so that we may inscribe it at the base? The party flushed with embarrassment at the thought and looked at each other nervously. Lady Irena bowed graciously and pointed out that the inscription should read, The Crew of the Folly. She knew that further declining the honor would be fruitless and may even anger some members of the community. Beaming proudly, the mayor gave her a kiss on the hand and a smart salute to the rest. The ensembled crowd waved goodbye to the heroes as they set out of the bay. A few musicians broke into a lively tune as to the chorus of, For They Are Jolly Good Fellows. The heroes waved farewell and headed off to move the ship out faster. Tonia returned to Bulger and inquired, This happens to you guys a lot? The squat gnome bobbed his head and began to expound on the number of communities saved before getting slapped in the head by Sister Elaine. Stop exaggerating and start piloting the ship, Captain, my Captain, she blurted out. Hendrick spoke up and pointed out that the group had freed them and others from slavery, and they just saved Smoltz, so there was some indication that the magnificent gestures were becoming a staple for the party, and inquired just how many others there were. Sister Elaine exhaled deeply and began to think. With the memories flooding back from their heroic deeds, she quickly lost count of the good things that they had accomplished, but shook her head in modesty and gave the retort, I don't know, a few. Bulger put on a huge smile and bowed to the cleric, who shook her head at the gnome's ego. He then turned to the former slaves and pointed out, 
and now you're heroes just like us. The pair were puzzled and pointed out that they had not done anything to be awarded such a title. Fargus noticed their perplexed attitudes and put some rope down on the deck and addressed them. You two are part of this crew. You two are our friends. It doesn't matter if Cave blew up the boat or Irena was able to charm the Minotaur. Next time it might be you, Henrik, or you, Tonya. When we work as a team, the accolades belong to the team. Individually, we have our moments. Collectively, we create moments. It is the difference between I versus us. You're part of us. Sorry about your luck. Cabe smacked Fargus on the back, nodding his head in agreement, and moved towards the back of the ship. With everyone handling tasks, both Tonya and Henrik realized that they were part of something much larger than themselves and felt a wave of pride take over them. Skipping in happiness, the pair each moved about the ship to handle their duties as well. The folly cleared the opening of the bay and rounded the landmass to the left. The waters changed from a deep blue to a lighter shade with a lot of green mixed in. As the party watched, they noticed no difference visually as the Gaffa Strait was quite wide. For them, it was hard to imagine a foreign country was so close but just out of eyesight even for those of elven descent. By mid-afternoon, the group noticed that they were staying further from the shoreline. Bulger explained that the seabed of Gaffas was not as deep as the ocean, and he wanted to make sure, certain that they did not run aground. Pointing out a litany of nasty things lived in the remote area gave an air of concern to the adventurers. A bit later, Henrik called out that he had something. The group moved to the front of the boat and spotted what the former slave had seen. A stone rising out of the water was adorned with an old tattered piece of fabric. The anomaly was closer to the shoreline and their path would take them right past it. Bolger had moved to the back of the boat and inquired what the issue was. The strange sight was pointed out to him and he nodded somberly. Aye, tis the Church of Claremont. Church? inquired a chorus of delvers. The gnome shook his head and put his hands on his hips. He moved to the back of the ship and changed the levers on the vessel, causing it to come to a grinding halt. Returning to the bow of the ship, he inquired if anyone was paying attention to his story from several days ago. Lady Irina chimed in and recalled that Gaffis used to be a strip of land populated by houses and towns. Bulger nodded and thanked her for her recollection, adding that this area was once a bustling town filled with people. The only thing that really exists now is the old steeple atop the church. As the sun came out from behind some clouds, the group could see into the water and noticed the outline of several larger but damaged buildings that surrounded the church. Cabe, asked Fargus, could I borrow your ring for a minute? Rolling his eyes for not thinking of it sooner, the bard reluctantly removed the ring and tossed it to the large human who quickly donned the adornment. Whoa, laddie, be careful if you plan on going down for a look. Rumors have it that some things are still down there, and those things do not care for the living. Stay near the top in case you need help. Fargus paled a little bit, and then scoffed, pointing out it was probably just drunken sailor talk before diving in. As Fargus moved through the water, the others scurried back and forth on the deck, catching glimpses of the ranger moving about underneath the water. He returned a few minutes later and was quite sullen. It's, uh... It's like a graveyard down there. 
I feel bad for moving around like I did. Cabe nodded and pointed out that he acted irreverently and requested the ring back. After catching it in midair, the bard quickly announced, My turn! and dove over the side. Fargus moved to the middle of the ship and reflected on what he had seen. Bulger came over and spoke with Fargus about the views. A short time later, Cabe returned and was also sullen. Dear Dilo, that is the saddest place I've ever seen. He asked if anyone else wanted to try, but the rest refused seeing the reactions on their comrades. Bulger clapped his hands and announced it was time to get back underway. We close out this episode now and give you our thanks for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Bards Podcast. For everyone in Adventures at Philbar, thanks for listening.